Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, in News Talk, it's routinely the case that people will eat lunch at their desks. But if we were in Paris, if we were Learn News Talk, we wouldn't be allowed to do that, as the practice has been banned in France for well over a century. Martin Brugel from the French National Research Institute for Agriculture, Food and the Environment joins us now. Martin, good afternoon. Hello. Thanks uh, for having me. <laughs> uh, why was uh, eating lunch in the workplace banned in France? Well, it had a lot to do with uh, the situation at the end of the 19th century. Remember rapid industrialization, urbanization. France had lost the war against Germany in 1870, and they were very worried about uh, population growth. They, uh, their democratic demographic increase uh, lagged behind England, Germany, and so on. And they wondered, what do we have to do in order to keep up with our neighbors? And one of the the areas where they thought they could improve things was in uh, working class people's lives, and especially in their lives on the job, because they realized that um, health hazards were Everywhere, wherever you worked, you ran into danger, accident, and so on. And so they started to think about what's to be done to improve the lives and the length of their lives of uh, working class people. Mm. That's what brought them to think about uh, the workspace and lunch. Now, why that would have been so? Well, scientists had actually measured the impact of uh, polluted air uh, air on workers' lives in factories, in shops, and actually even in department stores. And they discovered that um, the harder a job was, the shorter the lives of the people who did them were, just as today, by the way. Nice. They, they also discovered that, of course, illnesses were much more common in certain jobs than in others. And they reflected on what can we do and what could be done was, well, to ventilate the the shop because um, there was uh, a lot of dust, microbes, uh, uh, microparticles floating around and they would give workers illnesses like tuberculosis, silicosis, um, they would attack the kidneys, the liver and so on because people handled phosphorus, arsenic, uh, mercury, and so on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so one uh, way, one solution, or at least one means to reduce the impact of these floating particles was to aerate workspaces. And that could best be done at noon when people were taking their lunch. But they were used to taking their lunch in the shops, in the factories. So they had to be pushed outside. And hence the law of 1893, 1894, that imposed the evacuation of workspaces and told workers and employees to work outside in restaurants and park benches uh, and so on. Yeah, and that that law has been in place, as I said, for uh, uh, around 100 years. Now, as I understand it, during COVID, that law was temporarily repealed. And at that point, was there a debate as to whether 
to permanently repeal this law? Um, yes, the law was upheld throughout the 20th century. Actually, it was reinforced at the beginning of the 21st century to talk especially about offices too, keyboards, mm. cellular phones, phones and so on. But um, yes, when the government relaxed the regulation, uh, well, people, some, most people discovered the existence of the law. Uh, but some uh, people on the mostly on the right hand spectrum of the of politics uh, uh, started to say, "Well, um, see, we we in France are a silly country. We overregulate things. It's a good thing to relax that labor co- code regulation, and actually, we should." be thinking about uh, abandoning it altogether because we need a free market, we need people who move and so on, and we cannot afford to um, regulate lunch time here to, to remain competitive. Mm. So there was this discuss- discussion, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you, you would have been firmly on the side of retaining the lunch break. <laughs> Well, having looked at uh, the effects of the lunch break, I have to say that the people who were very quick to condemn it had no knowledge, not about the history of the regulation, which I can somehow understand, but about its um, what economists would call externalities. The, the positive side effects are actually uh, in all fortuitous. I mean, they're all, no, all felicitous, I meant to say. They were mm-hmm. all good positive side effects that you can list uh, very quickly. I mean, in the short term, uh, having taken a lunch break increases your productivity in the afternoon. And for people doing physical work, it decreases, it reduces the likelihood of accidents at work. So uh, that is a first benefit of the law in in the afternoon. But in the long run, all things being equal, there are fewer burnouts because um, a lunch break, a regular lunch break reduces stress. Yeah. And so that is a a positive externality that you can find. Uh, And would it be fair to say your argument was that that to maintain the lunch break, it's good for society in general rather than just employers and employees? Well, I do think people are happier. There's kind of savoir vivre that goes with having lunch, uh, having lunch together. There is no rule that you have to lunch with your colleagues, by mm. the way, you can lunch alone. But uh, I do think that the law sustained uh, a practice, an eating practice that makes society as a whole a happier place. Yes, that's yeah. uh, what I think. Yeah. And, and generally speaking, so in, in, in Paris, for instance, when people go out for lunch, do they go, where do they go? for? Do they go to restaurants or do they go to parks or what do they do? Well, most people go to restaurants. 
in larger firms uh, with more than 50 employees, there are canteens where you can go to eat. And when it's nice, suddenly, you can also go on a park bench and uh, uh, eat your sandwich if you want and uh, contemplate the birds that fly around. But most people actually insist on eating together. They value the conviviality that comes with uh, the meal and the opportunity to have some downtown downtime from work and think about other things. Yeah, but it just when, would that be expensive eating out every day? Well, um, <laughs> there are systems to reduce the cost of eating out. Canteens, of course, are mm. subsidized, and if you go to restaurants, the government and the employers provide uh, tickets, res- so-called restaurant tickets, which reduce the price of uh, a lunch uh, at uh, at these places, they, these commercial eating places. So uh, it does cost something, but uh, it's not excessively. Mm. expensive unless you drink wine now that right. may, <laughs> but that habit has gotten lost yeah uh, well yeah you had me there until you said that i thought it was a great idea till, till then martin i want to go for my lunch in paris right now thank you so much for speaking with us today that was martin brugel there from the french national Re- uh, research institute for agriculture food and the environment Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.